welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. It is Thursday, May 25th. We are here live. We've got a crazy schedule today. So I'll uh, talk about the schedule today, and I'm also going to kind of give you an update on the roadmap, where we're going with the show, where we're going with Twitter and our other social media. Uh, right now, we're in transition we're going to be moving some things around and trying some things and see what works. Um, the one show I'm trying not to move around too much is Rolling Toe. Um, I don't mind my schedule jumping all over to figure out what works best, but we'll try to keep the disruption to a minimum. But we're getting to a point where I'm hoping our broadcast app is ready to start testing soon. I've got some things figured out on hardware. Really what we're working out right now is not so much me being able to do the show here in the studio. That's easy. I can do the show 15 different ways from my studio. I want a better way to do it from the road, something more dependable. So that's part of why we're testing a lot of things, trying new hardware, trying Twitter spaces as a possibility. Um, always know that we're not depending on any of those other platforms, even if we're going to use them. We're building our platform. It will always be the base of our show. We can't be canceled that way. You'd have to turn off the internet to cancel us this time. But if there are tools out there, we're going to use them. If something happens with that tool, we still have our show, our app, our infrastructure will be fine. So we're, we're really trying to work out the best way for other hosts to be able to do their show. One of the things we're really trying to do here is build a, a complete network of shows that is not dependent on me for every show. I'm always going to be doing the majority of the content and the majority of the shows. I shouldn't say that. At some point, maybe I won't be doing the majority, but that's, that's way off. That's long-term for this network. One of the ways we're approaching this is all the years that I was on Sirius XM, I paid attention to the complaints. You can't do anything about them many times. This is a tough business because I've always said the way that you succeed in business is you bring more value to your customer than anybody else can. Well, that's tough here because your customers are looking for lots of different things. You know, it's pretty easy. I won't say it's easy, but we can manage the products in the store pretty well because we know what sells and what doesn't. It's pretty easy. If something's sitting on the shelf too long and it's not moving, our, our tribe must not see a lot of value in that product. You've got a measurement to know what's working and what isn't. On the air, I don't know. Some people want to hear more of one topic. Some people absolutely don't want to hear about this topic. It is very, very difficult one, it's hard to know what people like without doing massive surveys all the time. And I don't want to do that because that's a hassle for everybody. The other, many times, even if you knew what everybody wanted, it's still kind of a juggling act because everybody wants something a little different when it comes to a show like this. But I do listen to the, the feedback and, and there were some themes that I saw when I saw people criticize the trucking channel on Sirius. And our goal is to build the best trucking channel possible, a channel, a network. Uh, we want to grow the content on this show. 
I want that content to grow primarily, almost exclusively, with people who still do what their show is going to be about. So we have the, tomorrow, Trucking Technology and Efficiency. That's one of our best examples of building a show like this. Joel is still out running a trucking company every day, chasing fuel mileage every day, learning new stuff hands-on. Henry, same way. Uh, Jamie's joining me today. Jamie is another one of the fuel mileage superstars, and Jamie's growing a small fleet. Those are the kind of people I want doing shows. Uh, the criticism I heard of SiriusXM for years was none of their hosts have ever driven a truck, which was incorrect. There's at least two that I know of. I had many, many miles and many years of owning trucks and driving them and hiring drivers. And uh, Tim Ridley was a, a driver and an owner operator. And there's enough new hosts on there now. Maybe they have a couple more, but I, that was always the criticism. And I, I get it, but it's also very, very challenging and that's okay. We'll, we're taking on the challenge, but but I can see how much of a challenge it can be. One, the challenge is just pure time. If these people are busy running businesses and doing these things, uh, Joel actually runs multiple businesses. He's got his trucking company. He's got alpha drivers. He's got a lot going on. And a lot of our guests do that are becoming host or co-host. And that is the goal. So you've got the challenge of just time, and we can overcome that. If we have somebody who would make a really good host, but they can't commit to a certain time, we can just have them do shows whenever. There aren't any rules that say we can't do that. Nobody ever did that on radio. There's no reason we can't do it on a show like this, and, and we will probably have shows like that. That will just be random. A new episode will pop up whenever. So we can overcome that, that issue, and we will. Uh, the next issue is technology, especially for co-hosts that are drivers and not in an office all day. If they're in an office all day, makes it a little easier, but you still, the equipment has to be really, really simple um, and just about foolproof or you're going to be fighting the technology all the time. So that's another reason why we're spending so much time on different hardware setups, different platforms for Mostly, again, for the, the new host that we want to start bringing on. Once you overcome the time and the technology issue around this, then you also just have the issue. There are some really, really intelligent people with a lot of great information, but they're never going to make a good host. And if you can't listen to them, if it's not enjoyable to listen, then that's not going to work either. So I can see why Sirius would have never been able to pull off what we're attempting to do here, to build a, a full lineup of shows covering all the issues we can think of in trucking, and there's a lot, and do it with hosts who really have real-world experience in that. And, and our goal is not just real-world experience, but they're still doing it. So that's what we're working on building. And, it, and if it gets a little frustrating for you, the listener, every now and then because schedules change and you can't keep up with what we're doing and we try something and it doesn't necessarily work, just know I don't know any other way to do this. We do as much testing in the background as we can, 
But then at some point, we've got to jump in, go live, try a show and see what happens. Spaces is a great example because Spaces gives you no way to test whatsoever. None. I, I have to go live. What I am going to do, at another idea at least, if I go live now, I've got, we're building followers quickly. We've got uh, coming up on 4,000 they all think that there's a space going on and they jump in to listen and then it's just me making funny noises in the mic or whatever. So I'm just going to create a test account and make sure I don't get any followers on that account at all. And every time I get a follower, I'll just delete them and block them. And, and then I'll use that account for testing spaces because I, I still have the whole issue of we're trying to get spaces live on our app. The recordings will be there, by the way. we Right now, that's a little cumbersome. Um, won't even go through the process that it takes us to get that recording out of Twitter and into our app. But we worked it out. Uh, yesterday's show will get posted. Today's show will get posted. Tomorrow's show will get posted. But we need a better way. Uh, this now is taking us about two hours per episode. It's kind of crazy. Uh, so I've got to keep working on that. But that's our goal to continue to add really good trucking content and and develop new shows and new hosts. And I am looking to our tribe and, and other people in the trucking industry to do shows. And we can be very, very flexible. So if you if you know somebody who might make a good host, has really good information, uh, let us know. Send it to us. Um, have them contact us, whatever it might be. That's what we're, that's the phase I'm starting to move into now with the show itself is, is we're finishing up the infrastructure. We're not there yet. We're working on some technology. And at the same time, we are going to start building a new schedule and starting to find new shows. So the schedule may be a little screwy for a while. Today's schedule is not going to stay the way it's going to be today. This is just how I was able to make it work this week. And again, I'm trying not to disrupt uh, rolling toe too much. So today, it's so screwy, I'm not even sure if I can uh, figure this out. Let me get my notes here. Today, up until nine o'clock, it is a free-for-all. So you can start dialing now, by the way. If you want to get in, calls you better because we are quitting right at about 8.50 today. I'll start winding down. And I at 8.50, I should probably on, be on my last call or so. And we'll have rolling toe up and running very close to 9 a.m. this morning. They'll be on an hour or so. And then... I'll come back live again after Rolling Toe here on the app with Jamie. We're going to do our Twitter roundup, what's going on with uh, trucking on Twitter. Then at some point, we'll move that show over to Twitter. We'll just quit one and go right to another. We may take a short break. Uh, the Twitter space today with Jamie will be at noon. So... If we just keep going, you know, once we start here on the app at 10, if we just roll right into noon, we'll probably jump over. If things slow down a little bit, I might take a break and then we'll, um, the Twitter spaces will start at noon no matter what, because it's already scheduled for that. That's kind of a goofy schedule today, but that's just how it worked out this week. Thursdays are still kind of up in the air. 
Um, Friday's schedule right now is I'll do an hour free-for-all in the morning. I, I want to make sure I keep um, those free-for-all sessions so people can ask whatever they want. We don't want every show to have a theme. So we're adding an hour of free-for-all on Fridays, first thing in the morning, eight to nine. Then we go to trucking technology and efficiency. But right now we're going to move that show to a Twitter space. And hopefully even today, I I have some equipment coming today and I've got some time this afternoon. I'm going to work on trying to get that Twitter space live by tomorrow. If I can't, well, then you might just have to wait to hear trucking technology and efficiency on the app on the uh, as a, an evergreen on the app, or you're going to have to join Twitter and come over and listen live. So that's what's going on. I know it's a lot. I know it probably sounds confusing. I wouldn't have been able to do that with all my notes here, but uh, thought we'd keep you updated on what's going on. Let me check and see if we have any calls. We do. So uh, was I going to talk about anything else this morning? Let me see if I have any announcements. Doesn't look like it. So we'll go to the calls. Uh, let's go to South Carolina to get started. Jimmy, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin, I got an idea. When you're talking about the, the uh, you know, having drivers, men or women or business people, whoever, but m- maybe they can't commit to a week show, right? Right. But let's say you had a five people and they could commit to a day and they would talk amongst themselves beginning of the week. So y'all, I'm tied up this day, but look, I can do it Tuesday. What about you? And they may not be on the same day every week, but yet they would be there one day a week. And it wouldn't put a a huge burden on any one of them, but yet they could could do that. We could get great information. You know, I'm about to say something, and my team might strangle me for this, so don't hold me to this. But I like that idea so much, I want to give you a $25 gift certificate to our store. Golly, so, I tell you what, so, that's so, great. So just, just like I said, I don't know if we can, I think we can. I mean, I don't deal enough with the store to know. I don't see why we I, can't it, it, make this happen. I, so, I But my team gets a little crazy with me sometimes because <laughs> I say this stuff on the air and I commit to stuff. But I, I, we're going to get you a $25 gift certificate to the store somehow. We'll make that happen. And I love that idea. Well, uh, so... <laughs> You know, one of the things we're we're really trying to do here, you look at traditional radio, I spent 15 years on that, very restrictive. Like I I brought so many show ideas to Sirius XM over the years and they just couldn't do it. They, and we tried, you know, we brought in other segments and other hosts and we, we did it as much as we could. But traditional radio is so locked into schedules and sponsors drive everything. And it's just so restrictive. Then you look at podcasting. Oh, I, I, and, uh, yeah. and what has everybody done yeah. with podcasting? Everybody copies everybody else. Almost every podcast, and there's about a gazillion of them now, is a host who interviews somebody for an hour a week and it's recorded and you subscribe to it, right? Isn't that about 99% of the podcast? Oh, yeah. Where's the creativity? With a podcast, you can do anything you want. So we're really trying to build this, almost this new animal that is kind of like a live radio show because you can listen when it's happening, which you can't do with most podcasts. 
they're all edited and scripted. And it, no, this is live, just like radio. You can listen when it's happening. You can call in. Everything's recorded and saved. So that's kind of the podcast part of it. It's on demand now. You can listen to it whenever you want. And why do we have to have a schedule that says this host does this show on this day at this time? Why don't we have shows that are just right. whenever? And we, we have a ton of scheduled shows. So you know exactly when it's going to be on and when you could listen. But why not take people who could contribute something once a month and let them? And that's what we're going to do. Oh, we're not, yeah, we're not going to let great. them. We're going to build the infrastructure that makes it really easy for them to do this and be a part of our network. Oh, yeah. And your idea of... You could even have a... Have a show with multiple hosts and let it let it go. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, hey, you know the, the restrictions of these things. Um, I, now, this is not about radio. This is about something else. But I'm familiar with a group that dig wells. Okay, they dig wells in in where people, you know, where these people have to go miles to get water, and it's all dirty. Well, they dig wells. They raise money, and they dig wells. I mean, they dig a bunch of them. Every month, they dig them. Every single week, they're dealing. And I was listening to them yesterday, and they've been trying to do something to help some of the Indian tribes at some remote places dig some wells. And he said, it's, he said, it's ridiculous. We go over there. We go to the ground. We dig the well. We get these people real water. Over here, you've got so many restrictions to dig a hole in the ground <laughs> that you can't do it. To dig a hole in the ground. And, we can't, and these people need water. And we it, give it to them. It, we give it to them. I, it costs no one nothing. I know. I, it, it's government regulation that gets in the way of so much stuff. You know, here's how bad it is in this country. It, yesterday, I posted a picture of some flower arrangements. I started growing my own flowers from seeds this year. I've been more successful than I thought it was going to be. I made these. This was my first time. I had enough flowers. I went out in the garden, cut them, made a little arrangement, two little, posted them. You know, somebody said, do you have a permit for that? They were joking. But that's that's oh, where yeah. we are in this country where you're oh, right. Yeah. If you try oh, to yeah, do yeah, anything, yeah. you, you oh, need man. permission from the government. <laughs> Um, and, and don't forget that yeah. the word permit permission, that, that's really what they're telling permit. us. You have to have our permission to do this. Anything. Yeah. yeah. And I don't. So, uh, it, well, yeah. let, let's talk about that. And this isn't government, but this is censorship that I've got to deal with again. So we said we're posting our stuff everywhere again. We're not going to depend on those platforms, but we'll certainly use them if they can make this better. YouTube is one of the better places to host video, not because of its YouTube and how they act, but their tools. I mean, I still have to look at, right. you know, efficiency. I, I'm going to start playing around. I think it's Rumble is the other, you know, kind of conservative video site. The last time I looked at it, though, they didn't have the tools I needed. So we started posting to YouTube again, and we've been posting three episodes of every show every day, trying to catch up. We have years to catch up with, except we now have, uh, let me, let me read this to you. Uh, your channel now has one strike. You won't be able to do things like upload, post, or live stream for one week. So now I'm done. I can't 
continue my schedule for a week. That's a disruption. You're a bad boy. A second, You're a bad boy. A second bad strike boy. will prevent you from publishing content for two weeks. Three strikes in the same 90-day period will result in your channel being permanently removed from YouTube. Now, here's what I did. Your YouTube, oh no, YouTube doesn't allow claims about COVID-19 vaccinations that contradict expert consensus from local health authorities or the World Health Organization. <laughs> what do they have to do with COVID? This is a, it's a radio show. Uh, What has it got to do with COVID? Well, on my show, Destination Health, I talk about COVID vaccinations all the time and the fact that there's an awful lot of evidence that they're killing people and making people really, really sick. And there is tons of proof. So this isn't some conspiracy theory. I'm using data that comes from the World Health Organization. And, and, the, and it's the World Health Organization putting pressure on YouTube saying this is posted in contradiction to what we say is the truth. No, I used your data. That's the crazy part. I'm using their data to make yeah. a point and they're saying the point is wrong. And YouTube then says, yeah. oh, OK, we'll delete that content. And if they keep doing it, we'll just ban them forever. So now I've got to go in and I've got to turn off the destination health channel and hope that there aren't a bunch of other shows. Cause I talked about the vaccines all over the place could have been a oh, free fall. Yeah, yeah. So it's very possible. We'll just have to forget YouTube completely. I don't know. So I've got to go start looking yeah. at rumble and some of these other sites and see if I can make that work. Well, let me mention something about the COVID. My, my, my great-great-great-grandfather was in his hundreds when he died. My great-grandmother was 97. My grandmother was like 95. My mother right now is 97 years old. And uh, there's, no, there's no mental problems in our family. They're all sharp as a tie to design or sleep. But Kevin, someone taught my mother into taking that shot. And for about the last six months, her memory is just, she talked to me. Like, like if I'm talking to you, let's say I, I start talking to you about you as if you're someone else. Right, right. Like, I'm, and it, this has never been in our family. You know, my uncle's 90, uh, 94. Right. And he uh, does, I mean, and her, her mind is just, her memory is just, uh, so it, it's just starting to. So to this, go. this is why it makes me a little crazy when I get censored and deleted over this topic, because it's not like I'm just running around spouting off stuff that I heard on the internet or, you know, made up where I, I, I think people know I do a lot of research. So a lot of it comes from reading and research yeah. and digging through these stats, but it, a lot of it also comes from this vaccine Every time we get some weird case now, like we're doing a one-on-one or a discovery call and we get, or even a call on the radio and nothing's making sense, I know now to ask, did you get jabbed? Because if you've got things going on that we just don't understand, it's not making sense. There's a very, and almost a hundred percent of the time when we have these weird cases, they're jabbed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that, like I say, that is in our family, None, none of that. That's never been a problem in our family at all. The only thing in our family, 
We've had two people die of cancer. And believe it or not, now this is crazy. They didn't do the same thing. They, they both worked on the canal zone, the Panama Canal zone. And that, that's the only, I, I'm not saying that caused it, yeah. but they, they well, worked there. Part but of other the, than that, there's no problems in our family. Part of period. the problem now is that there is a ton of evidence that the vaccine is causing a huge spike in cancer rates and strange cancer rates. Like somebody's never had a cancer diagnosis ever in their lifetime. And the first time they find something, it's already at stage three and four. That is becoming far more common. And now we know our immune system is what prevents us from getting cancer. And these, the, the jab screws the immune system up horribly. And I think that's why we're seeing these spikes in cancer rates. And I'm not going to stop saying this. And if every platform out there deletes me, we'll just keep doing it on ours. Yeah. Well, Kevin, the only people in my family that got COVID, the only people that we, you know, and then got it again were the ones who took the shot. I know. It's so They were the only ones who got it. Multiple, Multiple times. Multiple times they got it. Yep. You know, I, I, have, now, I may have got it. I got sick. I may have got it, but I sure didn't go get tested. I just took, well, I found a bunch of stuff that you can get, you know, like that yeah, kit you had. Exactly. And I just kept going. Yeah. And it worked. I kept working even. Yeah. And it, and it, and yeah. it worked. Yeah. Um, you know, there are, I, I save them. I have multiple posts by usually they're celebrities or athletes or, or somebody people recognize. And, and here's the post. Oh my God, I can't believe I have COVID for the 11th time. And I, I, I don't know, I, I probably would have died if I wouldn't have got you know, two vaccinations and three boosters. <laughs> oh, my! look yeah, around yeah. and ask your friends it, that didn't get jabbed how many times they've had COVID. Probably just once. Mm-hmm. And then they built natural immunity and they didn't get it again. Or like a lot of us, as far as I know, I've never had it. Or I had it and my immune system was was so on it that I never even got the symptoms. I was exposed to the virus my body yeah. recognized it. My immune system beat it, and I didn't even know it happened. Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's amazing. It is so that that we're well, pr- we're dealing with that again. You. But like I said, we're uh, we're we're we'll use those platforms like we are. The minute they start censoring and deleting us, we'll just move on and find something else. And we've always got our own. Yeah, sir. Well, I appreciate your time. All right, thanks for the call. Hey, what's going on? There's no phone calls. That's almost unheard of. We only have, uh, are you afraid we didn't have enough time to get to calls? We have time. We have 30 more minutes. So jump in and join us. Now I got to get my mind back on uh, my other topics. What was I going to talk about today? I didn't make any notes today. I spent my morning out in the garden. Um, Hold on one second here. Um, one of the other topics, I just want to bring this up because I got a lot of feedback on this as well. Um, you know, I, I mentioned earlier how hard it is to try to please everybody when you do a show like this, and you can't really try to. Uh, you know, I, I listen to feedback. I, I take it into account, but sometimes you've just got to make um, decisions on content. And I'm already getting a lot of feedback on how people don't want to hear so much about AI. That's a decision um, 
uh, I'll be making as we go because I, in, in all the years I've been on the planet, I'm not sure that anything we've ever experienced is going to prepare us for what AI could do to our world, to our society, to our country, to our health, to our mental health, to our business, to our money. It is by far the most disruptive technology we've experienced to date. So let's go back, you know, the computer. I would have said that is probably the most disruptive technology. Before that, it was probably television and radio. Before that, it was probably the car, the automobile. Those are things that absolutely transformed our society from top to bottom. When when automobiles became a thing and then they became mass produced, so they became affordable, that changed our society from top to bottom. There was nothing left unaffected by that. Radio and TV kind of had that same impact uh, because of advertising now. That, that advertising, what's that? You used to see some roadside billboards and that was about it. Uh, or newspaper advertising. But radio and TV, that was, again, a very disruptive technology. Changed our society from top to bottom. And we can even throw in the fact that, unfortunately, we're one of the only two countries in the world that allow uh, Big Pharma to advertise. And that's how Big Pharma got so big um, and continue to, to get big. And now they're so big, they control much of the media, which is a real problem. So when we look back on these technologies and you really start to dig into them, how they radically transformed our world, computers did that. And then the internet, those were big transformations. The one that we talked about for a while that really kind of fizzled out and, and still is, it, it's not gone. And I don't know if artificial intelligence is going to change this or not, but virtual reality was a technology that a lot of people predicted would be a game changer. I really didn't. Um, I just didn't think about it much at all because it, it just never really started to catch on. Uh, it's still around. I played around with it for a little bit. I bought one of the uh, Oculus headsets. Um, <clears throat> at first, I thought it was the most incredible thing ever. And then it got to the point where, what am I even going to use this thing for? I think my Oculus headset died. Um, it hasn't been used in a couple of years. It, the virtual reality never caught on. Um, Facebook is trying it again. They made a big deal about their metaverse and, and after the rollout of it, I hear almost nothing about it. There was a big push. There was a, um, a, a program that was around for a while and I pray, played around with it called Second Life. Um, it's kind of a scary name really when you think about it. it, it this, this virtual reality world was supposed to become your second life. Ooh. Um, that fizzled, that, that died, but there were some big companies that got into it. You could go into, um, second life. I think that's what it was called. Uh, you could go in there and virtually shop for a new car with like Toyota and Honda, a couple car companies got in and, uh, but that, that just died. Uh, they're trying it again with the metaverse, but I think AI is, is the biggest 
disruptor we are going to see. And if you don't want to hear about it, uh, you're probably going to have to change the channel here, tune out a lot, because that topic could pop up on any one of our shows. AI could radically transform trucking. AI may radically transform the broker world. I'm really starting to put some thought into how AI might start playing into the moving of freight. So again, it could have a huge impact on our health, on our business, on our money, on trucking. So it's a topic that's going to become a part of every show we do and probably a big part. Uh, looks like the, uh, the calls are coming in, so we'll get to them now. I got to watch my time now, make sure I get to them all. Let's go to Florida. Bill, welcome. Hey, speak, how you doing, Kevin? Good. What's on your... I, I just looked at the board and I see your topic is AI and brokerages. <laughs> how funny. I was like, you, are, you, are you the AI? Because you saw after uh, I put it on, I already called it, didn't you? You mentioned it. I was like, well, how coincidence. Uh, yeah. And it was on the board, but I promise I didn't look at it first. I said it and then I looked up and I'm like, oh, wow, that's weird. Yeah. Well, I don't use boards, but I know that these big brokerages, especially these click and goes, are using AI to set price based on real time information right at the second. Like if you can order, if you pick up a load in the morning for X amount of price, by maybe in the afternoon, it'll be a different price. It's based on what it is with supply and demand. Correct. But what the question I'm trying to figure out is, does AI realize, uh, is there a bottom? Because all these big brokerages are trying to uh, circumvent is what happened is these ridiculously priced. They're just trying to circumvent forever happening. Here's part of the problem, and I don't I don't know if I've talked about this yet, and a lot of people don't realize this. Chat GPT is by far the biggest, most used AI right now. And and a lot of these other softwares that you see popping up, I talked about this, they're built on Chat GPT. We're using ChatGPT mm -hmm. and we're building tools to make it work differently. But here's the thing. ChatGPT is not accessing current information. ChatGPT, if I, mm -hmm. it, it may have changed already, but the last time I went into this, ChatGPT is not using data that's within three years current. So you can't read, mm -hmm. I, I don't know how they're going to do that on pricing yet. I don't know if they're using a different AI where they're building their own or, I mean, building AI is not easy. That's why only big, big companies are building the AI, let's call them AI engines, like, you know, Microsoft mm -hmm. and Google and um, ChatGPT. Actually, Elon Musk was a huge investor in that in the beginning. It was supposed to be open source. That's changed. But so I'm not sure how they're going to do that yet, because as far as I know, these systems are not yet ready to start accessing current data that changes every day out of big sets. They can't learn from that information yet. And I'm not even sure I understand how or why, but that that is an issue right now. We're, we're not using AI to analyze really current data sets. Um. I'll go back into the my laptop and I'll post it on Trucking Tribe. I read it. I 
And yeah, I was let, just like, I'd like I was to see it. Through it. I was just like, yeah, I was just like, oh, did you get my Twitter post? I posted it on electric cab over. I sent it to you. I was just like, it looked like a year. I thought it was a European cab over, but it was straight, it, it, written on the side of it, 100% electric, 100% oh, that, clean. And this that, is coming out of Savannah. That's the Nikola, isn't it? I have no idea. I, I mean, it looks it looks like a semi. Uh, did you send it, it to me in messages? I no, I tagged you in a Twitter post. Oh, okay, uh, I'm I'm almost positive what you're talking about is the Nikola cab over that's going to be sold here in the U.S. The design, mm-hmm. it is a European design cab over, and they they are selling it in Europe as well. But you're right. It's odd uh-huh. to see that. It's odd to see a new cab over. We don't have any. So just seeing a new cab over here is bizarre. And then it is going to have a very European design to it. Already does. Yeah. That's the Nikola. Yeah. Because that Nikola was going from the porter to the drop yard, bringing uh, heavy equipment like dozers, excavators, and they were just shuttling back and forth. And I thought it would be, like I said, I thought it was some sort of European cab over. But it, it zoomed by me, quiet. And I was like, you know, what, I was like it, what the hell was that? You know, I, I'm wondering. I know these cab overs are designed better. They're easier to get in and out of. But we, we lost the mm-hmm. cab over in this company, country because of workers' comp. They had more, mm-hmm. ac- more accidents in the shop, too. The, the shop was an issue. When you have to jack up that big cab, there were more safety concerns there. The drivers getting in and out of them became a horrible workers' comp issue. And part of it is we are one of the unhealthiest countries in the world now. And we have a lot of 300-pound drivers who should not be climbing in and out of cab overs. True. Uh, So I'm wondering how they're they're going to get around that issue with workers' comp. Um, I haven't read much about that yet. So here's the thing. We already have a problem that we're not getting enough information about these things, what they weigh, what the real cost of electricity is going to be, what the road tax cost is going to be. I I can't see how any fleet can take a chance on these things when there's so much we don't know. And now what is it going to do to your workers' comp cost? And workers' comp costs for truck drivers are already outrageous. That's why a lot of people try to get away with calling their drivers independent contractors. Workers' comp is the biggest reason. Social Security and Medicare, you know what it is. It's not that big of a deal. You have to start paying workers' comp on truck drivers. I, I think I used to pay like 20-some percent, like $22 on the 100 for workers' comp, and that was 20 years ago. It was outrageous. So I wonder how that's going to play out. Let's uh, let's grab another call. Let's go to Tennessee. Paul, welcome to the program. I think the, howdy. I think the Nikola European looking cab over built by Iveco. Oh, it might be. Yeah, it, uh, I haven't really I followed the partnerships there. The other issue is that. They do make a full battery electric, but it seems like lately they're really more focused on their hydrogen electric. Their hydrogen fuel cell truck is is what it looks like is going to be rolled out here in the U.S. You were talking about electric. I have a fully electric Volkswagen ID4 car. Do you really? On my truck today. Oh, it's on your car. Yeah. Got it. 
No, no, no. Yeah, I, I got it right behind my sleeper. Uh, okay. I found out there was a pain in the ass, the load back there. How come? Well, as soon as you hike up, I'm a little guy. So usually <laughs> when I back a car on, quite often I hike up, I'm, I'm looking at, look out the door. As soon as you lift your butt up off the seat, the damn thing would stop. No one in the seat, oh, stop. What? So in the end, I had, uh, as soon as you lift your butt a- up out of the seat, so there's no pressure on the seat, because I'm sort of hanging out the window and looking right, as I'm backing right. up there. Well, as soon as you lift your weight off the seat, it would stop. And well, like, God damn it. So I had to sit back down and put wait, it wait back into reverse. But wait, so they end up, stop. What could be the reason to do something like this? So you couldn't get the car going and then hop out and hop in the passenger seat and make a Tesla-type video. Look at my car. It's driving itself. Oh, I never even thought about that. Let's think about something for a second. Do you know how many new parts and components had to be put in for that? Why? For that stupid reason? Are you kidding me? Unbelievable. That just seems really, really dumb to me. Yeah, because... Because a lot of the time, especially the car that goes in by, right behind the sleeper, uh, you know, if it's a wide vehicle or whatever, I just hike right up and lean out the window. Well, right. As soon as I got my butt up off the seat, boop, it stopped, and it's like, shit. <laughs> so in the end, I folded the mirrors out, and I, I backed it in by mirror, which I don't normally do that. So. Well, right. I, I could and see then, uh, why. So then I, I leave the leave the Volkswagen plant and it's like, I better, I only had, I only got one electric one because the other one had a flat tire so I couldn't take it. <laughs> so I, off I go up Mondego and it's like, I better scale this load because I know I'm going to be right there, maybe a little bit over. So I pull into the truck stop at Mondego, scale it, go get the scale ticket, 80,880 pounds. I'm legal on axles and it's like, Tennessee will give me a thousand pounds. So I pulled into the way station at Manchester, sat there on the platform for a couple of minutes, exit to I-24, so away I went. So, ah, yeah. There you go. And Interesting. The, the, reason, the, reason, the reason I knew I'd get away with that, because one time he pulled me in there, I was empty, but he pulled me around for an inspection because the blue beacon had blown two of my DOT numbers off. He couldn't read it. So he didn't know what my DOT number was. <laughs> and it, and it, was a, it was a Saturday afternoon. Oh, late Saturday morning, yeah, you know, around middle of the day. So he did the inspect, did the paper, checked all the paperwork and everything. He's like, so let's go outside and look at this truck. And he said, I'll get you to put your hood up. And he said, you're going to measure your brake stroke. And I said, I got this brakes. Oh, do you? I said, yeah, three axles. And he said, well, that just made that easy. He says, don't worry about putting your hood up. I said, you don't want to check anything else? No, nah, he said, "If you, this truck was only a couple of years old at that stage. He said, if you spent the money to get disc brakes, he said, I know you're taking care of it. He says, let me just walk around, check the lights and the tires, and he said, you'll be good to go. So he, he gave me a clean inspection. So then I, at that time, I was pulling out of Chattanooga quite a bit. So I asked him, I said, if I roll into your way station and I'm overweight on the trailer, what are you going to do? I said, say I'm 1,000 pounds. And he says, I might pull you around the back, check your paperwork, if everything's good. He said, I don't see any violations. He said, I probably won't give you a ticket. I'll let you go. Okay. I said, what if I'm over gross, but legal on axles? He said, same thing. So today I tried it out. Yeah. And he let me go. Didn't even pull me around the back. Excellent. So, But yesterday's show, I didn't hear the start of it, so I didn't know you were going to be talking about AI. I missed about the first 10 or 12 minutes. Okay. And it's like, oh, he's on the AI. 
and it just and it's like it's destination health. And after a little bit, and it's like, guys, still talk about AI. I guess this is the AI show. And then right before I got to my delivery, you said, I've got a comment here from a long-serving tribe member. Yeah, very loyal tribe member, show. too. I know, yeah, I was a little shocked. Yeah, well, well, that that wasn't me, but I was right there with them. <laughs> <laughs> I... I, so, I don't. I, but I, I, I had to hop to out. It's not going I had away. to hop out and make a delivery. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It, well, I'm, I can I can understand why you're talking about it, but I was thinking it's like, oh, it's going to be destination health, and somebody's going to call about kidney stones or diabetes or something shortly. And AI, AI, and it's like, oh, I've heard enough about this. Move on. Oh, like, yeah, I got to get yeah, out. And unload, boy. But, <laughs> I, I, well, I guess yeah. I might have a bigger problem than I thought because I, I don't. Unless I get an overwhelming flood of complaints, um, and even then, I, I honestly don't know how I can do what I do without talking about AI now. Really, I don't. And I think we should. I can't well, think. Now, there's two big reasons. And even if you don't like this, there's two big reasons to say, maybe I should pay attention anyway. One, I want to avoid the downsides. Yeah. This is going to be a horribly destructive technology in a lot of ways. It is already eliminating jobs that we never even thought of, and that's happening fast. We, we have to know that and be aware of it. Look, if nothing else, if you don't like this, if you've got kids, tell them to start listening. They should be the ones that really... Yep. Um, I, I'm at, at my age, I, I know AI is going to be horribly disruptive, but my career is pretty well set. My finances are okay. I'm, I'm not too worried about my future and, and all that. But, but if I were 20 something today, man, I, I would be all over this trying to figure it out. So one is to avoid the downsides. I don't want somebody crushed by this and they never saw it coming. The other that I'm even more excited about, I, I want to know what the opportunities are. There are going to be yeah. giant companies that come out of this that we don't even know their name today. Think about Google. There was a day nobody knew who yep. Google was. Now they dominate the world. Think about Meta, Facebook. There was a day not that long ago, nobody even knew what Facebook was. It, these companies now dominate yep. our economy and the world. Well, guess what? The next group of monster companies to grow is are, they are going to be in AI or they're going to use yep. AI in a way that's going to make them that big. Now, I don't care about those kind of opportunities, but there are also going to be some very, very cool opportunities to build entirely new businesses that don't exist right now. Yeah, well, if you if you're talking about it and I just decide I don't want to listen to it, I just won't listen, but I, I'm not going to. Wait, Paul, thank, thank you. It is what it is. So, <laughs> thank yeah. you. That is the logical I'm not, approach. I'm not going to send you. I'm not going to send you a hate mail and say if you keep talking about that, I'll never call again. Uh, and and I'm not there, that uh, just yeah. just so everybody's clear, there there was no malice or threat in the post yesterday. It, it was just. I, I no. don't like this show. It's the worst show I've ever heard. I'm probably, he was still listening. He said, I'm probably going to tune out. He didn't even say for sure he was going to tune out. So I, I don't mind posts like that. I want them. I mean, it does give me feedback and then I have to make a decision on AI. Like I said, and unless I just get an overwhelming flood of people, I, it will be talked about. 
and it will probably be talked about in every segment in how it affects that segment. You know, when we're talking about trucking, how is this affecting trucking? If I bring back Broker Connect, I want to hear from the brokers what's going on in the broker world with AI so we know it's coming. Yeah, well, whoever the listener was or the tribe member, I was right there beside him. So I but got then it. just after that, I got my delivery and I hopped out to unload anyway. So, well, okay, well, I'll turn you loose. See we'll, ya. we'll take it into account. See ya. Um, it, it's going to be an issue one way or another. So we'll, we'll just deal with it as it comes. Let's go to Mississippi. Tony, welcome to the program. Hi, Kevin. Tony with I Hate Brokers Trucking down here. I said I'd so, talk about so the Tony, belt tensioner, but... Tony? Yes, sir. Now that you said that, I'm wondering when somebody's going to call in and say, I'm Bob from I Hate AI Trucking. That might become a thing. No, no. I do have a question. Um, what do you think, you talked about uh, surveys, what do you think the people most want to listen to and is the most popular on the show. I do want to get your take and you don't have to answer if you don't want to. Oh, no, I don't mind answering. We we don't mind sharing our information at all. And I'll actually go to one of our stat pages uh, just to give you a, a, so we'll have a clear idea of what might really be going on right now with our shows. I, I monitor a pretty regular. Um, I, I can tell you at any given time, the top spot is usually bouncing back and forth between the power hour and destination health. Although trucking technology and efficiency is, is gaining quickly. That that's usually what's happening with the stats. If I can jump in while you uh, go and get that here, I think the best data you can get is people that call in. You probably have an idea where I'm going with this is, is the best gauge is what they call about. Now, I could give my opinion on, on what it is, but mostly the topics, okay, is, uh, all right, you got brokers, business, nutrition, and like fuel mileage. I, those are like the main things. Uh, but of those, like, I was just curious what you, what your focus is, like what you think people most like or any I, others. I, I, I would say that the the topics that always make it to the top are about the truck specifically. The power hour, rolling tow. Um, the power hour, I'm just looking for the last couple of weeks, has um, typically been the winner. But then there was one week where Monday was just the, the biggest day. And that, that Monday is just a free-for-all. There's not even a theme. So that doesn't tell me much. Um, so primarily, it's equipment stuff. The power hour. Uh, that kind of thing. Destination health, a close second, but now trucking technology and efficiency is growing. And, and that one, you know, is more about equipment. Rolling tow has some big days. Uh, so it, it's really a little all over the board. There, there's nothing that has totally dominated the stats. I, I would say if I had to pick a show that has the best overall stats, it's the power hour. All right. I'm going to mess with Paul a little bit since I know he's out and he can't kick my ass. But here's why I started um, listening into the show is when you're on Sirius XM, I would suffer through all of those other programs. And I can say that now because I'm not on them. And I would wait for you because you would talk about the important stuff, business. And I think there's a buttload of people that are listening that love talking about money, uh, even brokers, 
I hate them, but you know, they want to hear about rates, how to maximize their business. I think that is your sweet spot. And, and you are, nobody is better at that than you. And I love to hear it, but uh, I did go in to try to buy that Western star. Okay. That you told me to buy. I go in there and I was ready to buy it as if anyone's interested and it was gone. Paul had bought it and um, I'll close. With, I'm, <laughs> no, kid, I'm kidding. I know. Hold on. Hold on. Um, now you, you just, Paul, you need a new truck, buddy. <laughs> I need you to get a new truck. Congratulations. <laughs> You, you wrecked my train of thought with that last comment. I, I had something I was going to go back. Oh, oh, I know what it was. You, what you just described, the money, the business, the rates, investments, that is my favorite topic. That's what I wish was the most popular topic on my show, but it's not. In fact, it's one of the hardest topics for me to get feedback on. So, if I want to do a show on investing brokers rates, I have to just go do all the research. I have to have notes and I have to be able to talk for an hour by myself if that's going to be my theme, because there's a chance when I start talking about that stuff, nobody will call in. If I, I, I'd love to talk about accounting and, and business reports. And, you know, that's why Matt comes in and we review his. And I have a couple other people that started volunteering theirs. But they already know what they're doing. I want people to call that don't do this and say, well, how do I get started? Why would I? I can't get that conversation going. That would be my favorite topic. But I, I realize that's not what everybody wants to hear. Or if it is, they just want to hear it. They're not participating. And at, at some point, that just becomes too much work for me. For me to do an hour or two hour show that I have to have enough content organized in a way that I can talk right straight through and not get any calls, that's a lot of work. Oh, then I just need to keep uh, keep making fun of the, the, the company drivers and, and leased. You know, I can call every person that's leased onto a company a clock watcher unless you've got your own authority, you're cheating, you know, <laughs> to get them to call. I, I know. But, but you know. It, I, I, believe me, it's a struggle. I, I never thought our software at $19 a month would be the hard sell that it really is. It's why you don't hear me spend much time on the air about it, because I think people would get tired of me hearing, hearing me talk about our software and nobody calling to respond. But I got to say that profit gauges, uh, I haven't talked about that. Uh, thank you so much for that. Like nobody knows how people just, uh, you think I don't know my numbers for everybody that suffered through my calls. I, I don't know my numbers, but that damn profit gauges sure does. Cause all <laughs> I have to do is put like five minutes of work in to that program and it'll tell me every number you want for three years. And, uh, and like I go to the gas pump. And the thing is screaming at me, why, why do you only get 6.5 miles? It's that fast. And, I, you know, you can't pay enough to get that kind of data. And everybody else, you know, should be doing that. Even if you're a company driver, I would say. But no, if not, you need to get your authority and, and uh, do the hard work like I do. And now I guarantee you somebody will call. Um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, so... When we launched it, I thought profit gauges would become the core of what we did. 
I really did. I thought that would have been our number one revenue generator. It would have been what we spent all of our time on. And it just turned out not to be the case. I mean, we have a lot of loyal users that have used it for years, but trying to grow that is, it's just not worth the time and effort we have to put into it right now. And, and I'm shocked by that. I, I, and I'm shocked by the fact that I can't get people to talk about accounting or their numbers or what their profit margin is. Or I, I've tried many, many times. I, I get the same thing. I get crickets in response. And I end up talking the whole topic it's by myself. There. Not to be your timekeeper or anything, but uh, oh, I won't oh, say that I'm turning shit. it off when Rolling Toe uh, comes on, but it's time for that. Yeah, we, we got to go. And I wasn't, I thought I could have gotten through all these calls in time. I have to get better at time management. So uh, Tony, thanks for the call. Good stuff, but I got to cut you loose. Um, Brandy Harold, sorry. I hate leaving calls on the line, but I'm going to do it this time because last time um, I made rolling to wait and I'm not going to do that today. So I'm going to wrap this up. Uh, we're going to close out this show. Rolling Toe will be up in less than five minutes, I think we could pull it off. So hang out and uh, get ready to start dialing for rolling toe. We will, uh, we'll see you back here in an hour. I'll be back with Jamie and we'll also be doing a Twitter space today at noon. So we'll see you then. Be safe, be profitable, be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey.